0: do it for the culture
1: do it for the culture do it for the culture i gotta grind. i gotta shine it's for the culture hey but i'm not. i gotta shine
0: so my started as a seed that grew inside of mama learned our victories and everything that we conquer the creativity to switch the gears like karma now wear our history like it's a badge on
1: us. to the music to teach from students we
0: made this we do. This our greatness is proven. And we gon' level up more until our excellence is evident. Listen up, ladies gentlemen, everyone with some melanin, culture. Do it for the culture. Do it for the culture. Do it for
2: the culture. For the culture. I gotta got it. I gotta show it. It's my time. It's my time. I gotta show it to 'em.
0: What's up everyone? It's your girl, the one and only Tay Jordan. It it is September 2021 and I have been away on a long hiatus. Did you guys miss us for the culture been missing in the action? And uh I know you guys has just been wondering, "Man, where the heck is Tay Jordan? Where the heck is the podcast?" But uh you know, I had to get away and I just got busy starting new businesses. I started a new trucking brokerage, I started a junk removal business in my hometown of Cleveland, Ohio, um, so just been really busy, unfortunately, the show had fell back to the podcast, but you know, p- people been DMing me, inboxing me, Shantae with a the show, with the show, and, you know, honestly, I didn't I even think y'all was listening for real, you know, made me feel good about myself, gave people a chance to miss me, you know, you know, had to see what the demand was like. But, uh, with well, no further ado, man, the time has come. You know, it's time to get back, get back to it, get back to the basics, bring the people what they've been asking for, what they've been, you know, thirsty for, feeding for. Well, I won't say thirsty for, it, but, you know, been wanting, you know, some, some demand there. So, uh, for the culture podcast is coming back. We are back this episode. I got to sit with my homie Terrence Clark. He's out of North Carolina. Got cool with him via Twitter. Just, you know, I've noticed he's always dropping. Dropping valuable information, free game, as I like to call it, online. So, uh, you know, like Jay-Z say, real recognized real. And you looking familiar. So, you know, we just had to, you know, lock arms and then see someone I wanted to bring on a show. And uh, I figured, you know, it seems to be a good, you know, return show back. Get back in the groove of things. But, um, yeah, man, so I'm happy to be back. Um, hopefully you guys are still riding with us. Sorry for the long hiatus. Um, But let me tell you a little bit about this guest. So Terrence, he's a licensed real real estate agent in the state of North Carolina. His passion for helping families change their family tree through real estate. He has assisted buyers with making critical life decisions, purchasing investment property. His out-of-the-box thinking has allowed his clients to make the most difficult real estate issues and see things through a different lens. He grew up in real estate as a third-generation investor helping his family's portfolio grow to over 200 units, which allowed him to brand himself as an investor-focused agent. Prior to being a real estate agent, Terrence spent his early professional years in automotive sales, selling over 1,500 cars and earning top production awards at various dealerships. He has leveraged his experience into into a car consulting company called Limitless Auto Solutions, where he serves as a consumer advocate throughout the car buying process. Terrence also founded Limitless Viet limitless la vie corp a non organization geared to serve the underserved youth he is also a lifetime club kid and alumni of the boys and girls club of america shout out to boys and girls club man save lives for real Terrence also enjoys being a father to two children Ny- nyla and legend <clears throat> shout out to Terrence, man but uh yeah, so this uh, this I really enjoyed this episode. I got a chance to talk to him. You know, he runs a family business. You know, they got their hands in a lot of pots, and um, it just was a really dope episode. I think some 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 gems you guys can definitely pick up. But don't forget to you know tap me in if you're not following the podcast on on Instagram just yet. Make sure you follow us at underscore the number four, the culture with a K again underscore for the culture with a K, and uh, make sure you subscribe to. You know all podcasting platforms, or wherever you listen to your podcast, whether that be Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, we're available everywhere. And uh, like like us, you can write us a review. You know it's always good to you know get further in the rankings. One of the reasons that I was able to put the show on a back burner, I just felt like you know was well, nobody really listening. But you know Rome wasn't built every day. I noticed that you know everything. It takes discipline and consistency, you know. The more great content that I put out there, and the more you guys share, the more you know I become visible to others. So I think that's what's important. If you ever get something from my podcast, you know, if it ever strikes uh, some curiosity or questions or you know feedback or uh, something thought provoking, you know, that's all I want to do. So everything is for the culture. Everything should be done with the culture in mind. Everything's for the culture. But uh no further ado. Let's get back to for the culture podcast. Let's go. All right, cool. So it's your girl, the one and only Tay Jordan, and this is for the culture podcast. If you missed me, I'm back. You know, I had to give go away for a while, let the people miss me. But uh it's long overdue. I'm really excited about the guests I have for my return episode i've been following this guy for about two years on social media and you know they say real recognize real and i always am just intrigued by his tweets i always find myself agreeing and uh this guy just has a plethora of knowledge expertise whether it be the automotive industry real estate this guy just has a plethora of knowledge so i'm really geeked and excited to you know get some gems from him today have a conversation and this gentleman goes by the name of Terrence Clark. Terrence,
1: welcome to the show, brother. No, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure, man. So, for those of those people that don't know you, don't know you on social media just yet, I'm sure they will after the show. Um, t- tell the people, you know, a little bit about your background, where you're from, and you know, your upbringing a bit. All
1: right. Well, I'm I'm from uh I was born in in Maryland, but I'm I was really raised in Delaware. Okay. I, uh, raised in uh. Bear, Delaware, right outside of Newark, but Delaware is small. So really to to cap, to say it, to sum it all up, I'm just from Delaware.
0: Um, I always say I never really meet, that's the state. you like, it's black people
2: in Delaware? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And actually, actually, shout out to uh, we, people about to know who we are. We're about to be on a stage in the NBA. So I'm, I'm excited about that. We got a young kid that's representing us out of Delaware this year. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun. People that know Delaware a little bit more now.
0: Oh, it just got dropped. It
1: yeah for the Nuggets.
0: Nice. What's his name?
1: Marshawn Hyland. What school he went? For? What's what school? VCU. They call him Busy Bones. He's 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 nasty.
0: Nasty guard forward. What he's is guard?
1: He's a guard, and he and he gets off. He knows how to score. He's he's a bucket.
0: <laughs> Are you sure that's not a little hometown bias, or he really a bucket?
1: No, nah, just look up the uh, look up the summer league stats. He has top five in scoring in the summer league. He, All
0: right. He, I should know this kid. Okay, okay. That's what's going on. we go. We're gonna have to talk some NBA later later in the show too. Cause yeah, I know you get, sure. you know, you had a uh I'm gonna leave that for later because you said some choice things about Vince Carter regarding Dwayne Way, but we go get into yeah. that.
1: <laughs> we we'll get into it later, but yeah, whatever. But yeah, I'm from Delaware. I grew up playing basketball competitive. I'm the I'm the oldest of uh three. Okay. Actually, I'm the oldest of four. I'm sorry. I'm the oldest of four. And Uh-oh, uh don't uh,
0: leave a sibling out.
1: Yeah, she's younger. She, we're, we're real far apart, so it's, but, you know, all love. Right. And, um, yeah, so I grew up, my, my family was in real estate, didn't really know too much about real estate growing up, just besides that, uh, our family did that. But besides that, I was a kid who played sports. I was the oldest child, so I grew up, like, you know, really just kind of having, like, a leadership role in life. I feel like, you know, you have little brothers and sisters, so yeah, it was a responsibility. hmm um, Went to college, graduated from a, a small school in, in uh, Pennsylvania. From there, that's when I got into auto sales, basically right out of college. And I was in auto sales for seven, eight years. Um, I did very well with with auto sales or uh, something that I picked up. It's like a people business and then it's sales. So um, did that for eight years and then got involved in the uh, family business and real estate. So,
2: Okay. So I want to talk a
0: little bit about that because I noticed you said you were, what, third generation, fourth generation in terms of real estate for your family? Yeah, so, so, yeah, so tell me a little bit about that. Like, you know, what's the capacity? What capacity was your family in real estate? Were they brokers, agents, investors? Yeah, How did investors, that look
1: like? They were investors. Okay. Um, my grandparents, they came here from uh, Jamaica. and mm. uh, My grandfather, he was like a tradesman, like a superintendent. And You know, he just he figured it out. Um, I can't really say, you know what I mean? He's He's like somebody, my grandfather passed when I was six. So right. a lot of like the memories that I have, I have like memories of the type of person that he was to me, but like who I know him as a person that was all like stories. So like, mm-hmm. as far as like story-wise, I'll tell you like he was real big on social currency and like exchanging with people and being able to add value to people and being good to people. You know, people love my grandfather. They, they'll go out there, way for him. So like, those that's like kind of like the memory. I say a lot of that's like, probably like part of my foundation as. The type of person that I am is because of like the stories that I know about him.
0: Gotcha on the shoulder of giants. That's what's up. So you know the, the the last name Clark, the legacy. You know it was there. You know your grandfather seemed to have planted the seeds in terms of real estate, and it's just been generational. I think that's a beautiful thing, especially for Black people. You know. So what, what did that look like? I know that current day, it's what, over 200 units in your family's portfolio that you it's felt? Like, was-
1: it's probably like, it's, it's we control, and it's partnership, so it's not all controlled by us, but we, we control uh, 190 stores.
0: That's a, that's a, that's a flex, you know what I'm saying? Don't be humbled. I mean, I,
1: uh, I mean, honestly, it it's, it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy, but I yeah. just know it's not we we not really where we where we try and be at. You know what I mean? Like it's okay. it's definitely opportunities out here and it's 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 ways for us to get more, like it's mm-hmm. it's for sure. Yeah.
0: So is that cemented in the Delaware market, North Carolina, or yeah, are you we're
1: guys? We in North Carolina for the most part.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So born in Maryland, raised in Delaware, did you do your your college, your schooling in
1: I did in- an MPA.
0: Okay, so you're f- fairly well-traveled.
2: Okay.
1: Well, the, the MPA, we, we only got out to North Carolina. My sister played for uh, Lincoln University. And they oh, played okay. they played uh, the CIAA tournament out here all the time. So we was coming out here. Mm-hmm. And so, man, that's, a, that's a nice area. Mm. Before, we had been in New York. And so the market had got kind of yeah. crazy, like with the laws and the stuff that they're doing. It's a very, you know, if, if, it's a very tenant-friendly state. So like if yeah, so like if you like, granted the laws are very ten, tenant friendly, but yeah, you can find bad landlords too. Just off the strength of everything so expensive, if you got to get something that's inexpensive, you are probably getting a bad land. Not i ain't gonna say probably getting a bad landlord, but it's it's I feel like it's possible. Really? Yeah. So that market is kind of crazy. We got out of that. We came into North Carolina, and North Carolina is just it's laid back. It's yeah. the south. You know, let you know it's the south, but. I don't I've never had no problems out here. I feel like same thing, you know, just treat people good, help yeah. them out. I don't really run into no issue.
0: Gotcha. So are you in Charlotte, Greensboro? Where you where you at?
1: No, nah, I'm in a um, I'm in Catawba County.
0: Okay.
1: Right. Like, it's like outside of it's like outside of Greensboro. It's like halfway in between Greensboro and Charlotte. That's a bit of a,
0: a change of pace, huh? Especially coming from, you know.
1: Not really. no, nah, because nah, even though Delaware's small, I'm—I will say I—I I like grew up in Newark, Delaware. But like, it's small, and the part that I lived in was like the suburbs, like like how it is out here, like.
0: Okay, so it's not, the same. Not a lot of black
1: people. You know what I mean? It's not a lot of black people. Really. I, but I grew up around that, so like I feel like. It. Yeah, like sure. I, I, I like I feel like I know how to handle them. You know I mean, like it's it's really just I don't know I don't know. I feel like you just make conversation with people. You look at them in the eye, like. Yeah. On that you not know you not know. You don't got no bad intentions. I feel yeah. like energy be giving it off too. You know what I mean? Like That's true. So you got to be mindful of that. I just make sure that my energy is, unless unless I need my, unless I'm, I'm trying to make it so my energy. <laughs> is, <you laughs> right. You if you
0: want to make it an issue, it can be yeah.
1: It. Other than that, I'm trying to have a friendly posture. I'm trying to have a friendly look on my face. I'm not trying to start no yeah. problem. I don't want no problem. I mean, go about my day.
0: No, I get that. It's all about, you know, just being normal. let just, just be yourself. You know, it all comes naturally. All right. So tell me a little bit more about, you know, so <clears throat> I'm really intrigued about, you know, it being a family business, you know, so I want to dive deep into that. So, okay. Started off with Grandpa's, Cool. Um, so did that, what did that look like though? Was that him buying his first primary residence and then building, so, and getting investment properties after that?
1: What nah, they, right? they, 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 but their first property was an investment. They didn't, they, I don't think they bought a house. I think they bought a four unit and they was mainly just worried about investing. And they, I think they end up living in, they end up probably living in a couple of the units while he was doing this. And then they bought a single family house, but they mainly was just out to get it off the rip. Like he, he worked in buildings. So he kind of, he understood what was going on. And then again, that social currency. He was meeting people who was educating them. You know what I mean? And he could help them out with their property manager, property. So it's was always making good friendships. And then my grandmother, she was a, she was a workhorse. She had, she really had the she was really flexing on the work. I mean, she worked as a nurse assistant. a lover to depth. I don't, I don't know. Nobody worked like her.
0: That's a beautiful thing. You know, and it's so interesting, you know, that's why I'm so, um, it's so essential for me, I think, to, you know, get into people's background because, you know, I, I just, I'm always intrigued by people who come from a background of entrepreneurship. And it's always, you know, interesting to me to see how much that's influenced them being that's your family, you know, they knew early on you know probably before they even bought their primary residence they was thinking invest 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 you know how can i buy an asset to make more money do you think being around that coming up as a youngster you know becoming a teenager becoming an, an adult becoming a grown man what type of influence did that have was do you feel like because that seed was that already
1: in your head? i'm gonna tell you off rip mm-hmm. everywhere because because i my, my mom, she's, she was, she's like into like, you know, how we dress, how we present it. So mm-hmm. like, we're going everywhere. We the flyest kids around. I mean, we, we, mm. we got the stuff that the, that the the kids in the suburbs got. Yeah. All the Jordans, we got all that. And it, it just, you just notice, like,
2: mm-hmm. you hear
1: all these experiences on one way you hear because we're going to, after school, we're going to go play basketball down in the hood. We're not going <laughs> basketball we we drive in 20 30 minutes and we go in in, in our in our neighborhood like that's really right. you
0: gotta get your stripes right
1: yeah you feel me like the, if you ever see me post any like stuff that we've done like non wise it most likely was in in our boys and girls club like that's really like our home like that boys and girls yeah. club. i okay. spent more time in that boys and girls club than i spent that home guaranteed
0: yeah that's yeah cool. i saw that i'm a club kid as well i definitely was a boys and girls club kid and um it's just it's, it's just i think boys and girls clubs saved lives man i don't care what nobody say
1: Facts. and honestly if they had more people that was really like and like invested in giving back it would save more lives so like that's part of like part of my mission too is like to give back like i want people to know like when you make it or when you get to a position where you comfortable yeah you gotta and not even sometimes it's not even about being comfortable sometimes you gotta be uncomfortable doing it you know, I remember like the first time I gave real money that like it made me feel uncomfortable because I was like, just like handing money over like, dang, mm-hmm. it was, like, was uncomfortable. But like really at the end of the day, it felt good. So like it'd be stuff like that. I just felt like if more of us was really on that path, we would be able to make even a, a bigger difference.
0: Gotcha. So, you know, how did how did, um, you know, so out of college, your first job was in the automotive industry, right? Where you, still, right you were first, right?
1: Right out of college.
0: Gotcha. How do you think that's that's helped you in terms of what you do now in terms of real estate? Like of course, you know, you gotta be a people person. They say, you know, how, how has that background helped you?
1: Oh like really, I say like my whole background really is what prepared me to take on the, the car gig for real. Like growing up, I was competitive. You know what I mean? Like the car business it is, it's, it's competitive. Yeah. And, um like. I had a good friend, family, a relationship that, you know, my friend brought me into the car business. He had already been into the car business for years. Shout out to my boy, Jeff. Um, Jeff but he was, yeah, he was in it for years and he he was doing very well. Like by the time, by the time I graduated, by the time I graduated college, he already was living in a house the size of my parents. Like it was like- Same
0: age, same age as you? Yeah, same
1: age as I me, mean, we, we I've known Jeff since I was like seven years old. Like God, yeah. this is this my God. Mm-hmm. just like man like so he's like i think you got the personality for it i think you could do it and mm-hmm. really it was crazy because all like my people who i would consider like my advisors like people who i went to for solid counsel, mm-hmm. they was all telling me you didn't go to school to be a car salesman like
0: huh. what
1: did you like, go hey, to you know. school
0: for what did you study i
1: went to school for uh sports management really
0: okay yeah, what did you I,
1: I thought that I was, I really, honestly, I thought I was going to be like a GM of a team or, a, really? or like a, uh, or an agent. I, mm-hmm. and still to this day, I always like play around like, damn, do I really want to be an agent? Like,
0: oh, we got to wrap off, off record.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, because I I really love business and I really love the sport. So like, I feel like, and I really love the financial side that comes to it for the, for the people that's like the athletes. You know what I mean? I feel like as, as I'm going to be able to put them in a, in a better position, you know, you, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but you know, a lot of them don't end up with their money. So like, yeah, I, I think something like that, or even just having ties to what I do now and tying in with it more, but I just want to be involved with those, with those young guys, man. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So all that kind of, that, kinda, that and that's why I went to school. I got out of school. They was like, you didn't go to school to be a car salesman, but I knew he was doing well and he was telling me about some of the numbers and I'm like, well, what's, you know, they like the average salesman makes this i'm like well what do the best salesman make so that mm-hmm. kind of was my my mindset right out the gate is wanting to know what's the best salesman make and, and go for that so that's yeah. kind of what made me take the leap that and i had somebody who was there to guide me he he had already progressed he was my hiring manager so like okay this, this is like a front, like a yeah so you had guy. a nice little plug yeah you feel me? So no, you like, had
0: to do the work you know
1: i'm like no nah, i'm trusting this so i jumped off the bridge and I, and i did it and it was uh, the reason why I really loved it, like right out the gate, is because there's no there's no like hourly pay at the at yeah,
0: the no ceiling. That's yeah, why sales is so good. so dope because you know you know you eat what you kill. You know what I'm saying? There is no ceiling there. Yeah, but is- knowing
1: that you don't get nothing if you don't kill nothing, that was like I loved that. That was like yeah. ooh, like so I could go out there and get whatever I wanted. It took me it took me a while to really be good. Like mm-hmm. the first year I was just decent. Second year I was better. Okay. The third year I really like found my stride it was it was over after that how long did you do car sales i was in automotive sales for like eight years
0: okay cool 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 so yeah so if someone's listening to this it's like well you know my grandfather didn't own real estate i didn't you know people are looking at it like well i didn't come with that type of start i gotta get it you know people love to say they gotta get it out the mud and not saying that you didn't everybody's journey is different but for someone that's listening it's like well you know how can I get that? How can I grow from zero to 200 plus units or something? What would be your advice to someone that's like, you know, starting at zero properties and it's like, I want to be able to build a portfolio.
1: I love that question, especially because like where I'm at with it is like first it, you just got to know how to get there. So first put yourself around somebody or go somewhere to get the, to get the education that you need, right? Get that so you know the knowledge that you need because really, real estate's just it's just math. It's not anything really outside of math. Yeah, uh, knowing the criteria that you need to be approved, knowing how to analyze a deal. It's nothing really more than that. So after you get the education, then I say like one of the biggest things you could do is stay lean. Like don't go out and get a whole bunch of debt. Like a lot of people, we get we get confused because I guess because of what's on TV, what's on social media. You know, we thinking that we got to always go and run and grab the newest car or run and grab this, like stay lean. Don't get a whole bunch of debt because the more money that you make, that means the more money of it that you can keep and do something with. Mm-hmm. And, then, you know, prioritize your credit. Don't, yeah. mess, don't don't mess up your credit. You keep those couple things in, in tech, your income, your debt and your credit. You disguise the, the limit for you
0: do you feel like a person is ever too there is is a such thing as being too young to make such a purchase because real- you know i'm in my 30s and looking back at it i'm like man i wish i had bought my first property imagine if we bought it right out of college how much equity we would have you know so yeah. i I,
1: yeah. I mean it sucks to to think like what you could have done but at the same time you better do something because you don't want to be looking back in five ten years and saying damn what if i would have bought then because that's really yeah. how real estate worked like For the most part, the houses go up. As time moves on, the house prices go up. So if you missed an opportunity 18 years ago or 15 years ago or whatever, start it now. It's not, it's never too late. That's very
0: true. Yeah, about that, like, you know, I tend to believe that, you know, the saying goes, you never be as young as you are today, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's the same thing with the market, not necessarily that the houses would never be as cheap as they are today, but it's like, you're right. They're steady. They're only only going up. Like I look at a market like Brooklyn, New York. I was there, what, 2011 and 2014. And I'm like, man, if I had a bought in my hood at that time, the hood today, the very same hood, their properties are over a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? I could have got in at 450, mm-hmm. but I just wasn't, I wasn't thinking. And you know, I feel like I've gotten to the age It's like, man, if I knew then what I know now, now mm-hmm. I, I sound like the old head. So I think it's really important for guys like yourself and people like yourself. And I'm so, uh, I, I'm, I, I think black Twitter, black wealth Twitter, I like to call it, is so dope because it's like, man, if this was around when I was 18, 19, this just just this plethora of free information, man, you could just dive in. It's anything you want to learn, whether about real estate, automotive sales, stocks, options, you know, it's so it's so much free game out there. That's why you know a person like yourself, you know, give people your handle, man, because people definitely gotta follow you.
1: I got her. I gotta read my handle. All my all my handles. This they I try to keep them the same, but sometimes they think not. So this one. So yeah, this is Legends Dad. So that's something I really take a, a pride in is being a dad. So um, oh. Legend Legend is my son's name. Legends uh-huh. L E G E N D S underscore Dad D A D one and that's my twitter handle
0: legends underscore dad one dope 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 shout out to legend um all right so tell me about this um this problem solvers get paid i know you you always hear people say that i believe it too you know you got to add value you know and i think that you know the more value you add the the more that you'll make tell me about this problem solvers get
2: paid
1: so uh, like it's crazy because i don't even know like I don't know if people said that before. I don't know what happened, but I just know one day I just like stumbled upon like this. It just came out. I was like, yeah, problem solvers get paid and it's just something that's stuck. I'm like, Yo, that's crazy. Like, for real, like every no matter what you no matter what you can think of any problem that's out there, if you provide some type of convenience or solution to that problem. People are going to pay you. That's like and sometimes sometimes. When, when i say payment i don't always mean money like sometimes the payment isn't money sometimes you get a good feeling for doing it and that's your payment but like whatever you decide you get paid for it when you solve somebody's problem or solve a problem you will get some form of payment it's, it, that's yeah. just how to go down and my uh so my sister is a graphic designer so she she came up with the uh with the the bag that y'all see with the dollar sign in it so the money bag Dope, by Dope. By the way shout out to sis yeah, she, I, she's crazy with the logos. She's, yeah. she's really like, I feel like she's like one of the best that I've ever seen for real. And not even just gassing her up. I just think that she's like literally that talented. She has a good eye, like a really good eye for what looks good. That's dope, like, man. She made the logo and we just start putting it on merch. And some sometimes some of the merch, uh, most of it, it goes to my nonprofit. So most of the sales, most of the profits, I'm not sure. There might be a couple of shirts where it's not. It's on the website if it, if it is or if it isn't. But um a lot of times I send the sales to to the nonprofit trying to uh do some things on that end. So just trying overall just have an impact on the world.
0: So tell me more about this 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 nonprofit. What is it, Leave? Le- Le- yeah, C- so Le- Le- uh
1: Limitless LeVie. Yeah, Limitless me Uh we started it in 2013. Um, it was after a family friend of ours got um he got his life taken away due to gun violence. So sorry. Yeah, we we was I think at the time I had just was doing a, I had just was doing a clothing brand the year before. And the next year we decided we wanted to do something as a family. Then this, this tragedy had happened. So then we was like, well, we're going to make it a nonprofit because of this tragedy. So we end up doing that. And, and now we just trying to really focus on uh, like real estate uh, education, financial literacy through this nonprofit. So I got some, got some things planned. I don't want to get too deep into it because we don't have all the, all the, uh, attached but it definitely definitely um if you want more information on what we have done you can just go to limitless la la uh dot org and you can get some information
0: super dope so is this like a national or is this local to where you guys are in north carolina
1: so it's it's really so far it's been everywhere where we've been like you know we've been in delaware we've done a lot of stuff in delaware most of the stuff most of the stuff we've done in Delaware has gone through that boys and girls club that I was telling you about earlier. It's like, you know, that's home. So we're going to take care of them. Okay, um, We are in fashion. So like we have merchandise, this problem solvers get paid. This is not even a part of that. This is just something I made up that I send to that. So I, I direct the profits to there. So, so it's like I'm not, I'm not making any money. So like when y'all, when y'all do buy and support the brand, I'm not pocketing the money. It It is going somewhere else, like to do some other things, but, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so this is not even a part of, we was doing fashion. So we was, we put together like a whole, I have a whole young professional career line. You know, it does not have been the right time to uh, put it out like a suit, button up shirt. I got a uh-huh. women's dress, I got, it's, it's it's crazy. But um. so we was doing fashion. We was working with manufacturers up in New York. So we was, uh, we did some some stuff up there with a school and fashion, like a fashion show, a couple of them, three, four in a row. Okay. Just been around for real. So we just doing it wherever we at. But then the real estate stuff that we're about to get into is going primarily be in North Carolina.
0: Man, talk a little bit. It sounds like you know, you guys got your hands in a little bit of everything. How dope is it, you know, to make it a family affair? Talk a little bit about that. It seems that you you do a lot with your family.
1: Yeah, I mean, my like it's it's like who I that's like my starting five. Like I'm taking them, I'm taking them anywhere. They that's who I rock with. Like
2: mm-hmm. for me,
1: like personally. I'm, I'm 31. I'm not no, like, big go out type of guy. Like, I'm not no hit the scene type of guy. But if you tell me that, you know, the majority of my family, my my immediate family, my brother,
2: mm-hmm. my
1: sisters, my dad, my mom is going, then yeah, let's go. We could go anywhere. Like, that's yeah. just, that's what we rock with. And then, like, it's it's not, it's definitely not all pieces and cream. It's It's actually really tough, right? Because one thing that people don't take into consideration when they, when, you know, this is one of my favorite topics too, when they talk about like generational wealth, yeah. when, you, when you talk generational wealth, you talk multiple generations, you talk about multiple people. So like mindsets and, and things have to shift and that doesn't always happen smoothly. Like it yeah. goes from being like something that you build into a full all out business. And then you scramble and trying to figure out how to, how to put it all together. So it's it's definitely It's definitely a lot of aches and aches and uh, bruises doing it, but, you know, it's fun to learn. I'm learning with them. And then it's not, it's not, it's, we got, we got a lot of different people that we get to work with, make connections with. So, you know, our team as a whole, you know, our team as a whole is, is dope. And I got other family that work on the projects too. So like, that's, that's also dope. It's not just not just my uh, my immediate, but, you know, I got cousins and stuff that, that help. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's super dope, man. So what does that look like for you? It sounds like, you know, you're a man with a lot of vision. And you have your hands in a, a lot of different successful things. So in terms of that execution, does it just start with a vision and then it just goes into implementing the plan to like executing? What does that I mean, look like? Or do you do it like you know, this year I'm focusing on this, or how does that look like for you? Nah,
1: like, honestly, I think that that's why, I feel like that's why I'm, I'm not getting more stuff done. That's not, that feel like, you know, when we talked about earlier, like, like, you know, this is big. I feel like, yeah, I mean, whatever, you know what I mean? I just feel like we could be better at the execution. That's, I'm not like, I'm not like, uh, overall satisfied of like where we're at. And you know what I mean? Like, it just comes with trying to get better every day, and that's really what we're what we're at trying to get better and put things together better. You know, what I mean, It's this was not something that was always ran like a business, like at all. So yeah. just just trying to get it to a point where it's like, See,
0: know, it's growing pains, you know, you're yeah, to sure. hear it, so that's, sure. but you know the. What was I going to say? So what do you feel like? So I noticed also that not only are you an investor, but you're also an agent. What made you go ahead and get your real estate license? And I know you call yourself the investor's agent. Like, why do you, why was that essential to you as well?
1: Well, the the license was the first part because we're in uh we're in multifamily, uh, like commercial. And mm-hmm. so really it was just a, a standpoint. It's like, yo, there's money being exchanged here by an agent we could get that money in-house, like what we doing. So somebody get a license. So I raised my hand, I went and got the license. Um yeah, that just was that really was the game plan there. And until until it was the game plan until I got with exp. Like exp kind of changed my my thought process of being an agent. That company is like so crazy. Like anybody who's thinking about being a realtor needs to really look at exp as a like
0: is it something good or
2: something bad?
1: Yeah no it's it's amazing. Like it's a brokerage. Like how, you know, you got your Remax, your yeah. Keller Williams, it's a brokerage like that, but like the opportunity for you as a investor, mind you, I'm telling you, I grew up in real estate. I really understand like the metrics of being like an investor, like numbers and how to put these things together. I ain't gonna even say I'm not I'm not no like the best, but I say I'm I'm definitely not the average in terms of the numbers and stuff. Like I really, I really dig numbers, I dig calculations, you know. Okay. Give me, formulas and equations i'll try to figure it out the best of my ability but um you know as far as looking at things from that standpoint i just know that like the opportunity that you could have as an agent and get equity into a uh a company that's traded on nasdaq through your regular like real estate transactions Mm. it's just nothing like it it's not
0: interesting i I never knew that they offered that to their agents that's pretty cool that's neat
1: and then they got a they have a uh they have like an agent attraction model too. So like how you hear like, you know, some people will call it like MLM.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You got like uh, you know, you know, you're familiar with MLM format, obviously. The, the yeah,
2: company. yeah, for sure. A L A. Yeah. It's like that, mm-hmm.
1: but it's only off of, it's based off of their production, but you know, y'all sharing revenue. So I'm getting paid for every person that comes in underneath me. You know what I mean? Every time they do a transaction, I'm getting paid. When they bring somebody on, I'm getting paid from under them. It just, it goes down seven tiers. Like, Like how MLM company does it's it's wild like it's crazy.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, multi level. That's pretty cool. Um, okay, so for someone listening that wants to that wants to um get their first property, how I know you hear so many different things out here. So you know, it's like information overload, especially on Twitter, YouTube. Some people say that, you know, don't buy your primary residence first. You don't want to buy a single family. And I know your expertise is in multi-family. So would you suggest that a person getting their first property, it should be a multi-family? Or what's your thoughts on that?
1: I just think you got to be educated on your market and what your market allows and what your temperament is as a person. Like, what are you willing to, what are you willing to sacrifice as far as your comfort in order to get your deal done? Because you could very easily have a three, four bedroom uh, single family house. And rent out the bedrooms and be have a multi-family house. Essentially, you're housing three, four people. They're paying you rent. That rent is essentially going to your bills. You're doing the same thing that you would with a multi-unit property. Sure. So, just really about your ex, your level of expertise. Like, if do you know your market? What are the laws there? Um, but it's it's definitely it's good if you can make it a multi-family, uh, four-unit, three-unit. You know, yeah. with all the. Uh, the incentives that they have for first-time home buyers three and a half percent down and for income they count in, you know 50 to 75 percent of the of the property's income towards yours to make yeah. it you know afford it it's, it's, it's a lot of benefits to that um, it's got to, try to be knowledgeable
0: so in terms of building a portfolio how, how can people get access to capital and OPM? Like outside of, you know, obviously we know about the FHA program and put down 3.5% and getting in the game. But outside of, you know, if you want to continue to build, I know a lot of people are familiar with the bird method, but what's your thoughts on getting to capital?
1: I mean, honestly, I, I don't have too much experience dealing with like capital. Um, okay. Yeah, we don't, we don't, too, too much with that uh okay But, yeah, right. but i would say it's really about the deal you know i mean if if you can find a good deal you'll be able to find somebody who will give you some yeah, yeah
0: they say you know find the find the asset and the money will come that's yeah what i do. mean that's
1: that's that's true. like i've wholesale contracts and it's literally if you're if your numbers are good you're not going to have no problem getting yeah. Getting it so just because it's you know, people are always looking for a good deal, so, and there's literally you know, and you could ask in your like your Facebook groups and even mm-hmm. uh, going like some of these uh, platforms, mm-hmm. blacker pockets, bigger pockets, and find yeah. some of these uh, lenders, tell them what you got, mm-hmm. and they'll run it down for you if you can or not. But you're gonna have you're gonna have to have some money if you're looking for some of that ulterior uh, financing. A lot of times, you're gonna need something, so
2: yeah, so.
0: And here, we're going to take a quick break. This is For the Culture Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at the underscore for the culture. Again, that's at underscore the number four, T-H-E, culture with a K. And also make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. I know you just dropped your first digital product. You want to uh, tell the audience a little bit about that?
1: Oh, yeah. So uh I told you earlier I was in the car business for eight years and uh really like, I got out the car business the whole time, not the whole time, but when I had started to get, figure it out and get good at it, yep. I just started also feeling bad about it at the same time. <laughs> like, it was like, yo, like, damn, you running it up. And like these people, you know, you, you build a relationship with these people. Sometimes it's like a very quick, but sometimes it's a, a very like intimate relationship. It, this is the second the second largest expense they're gonna have in their house. So you get to really knowing people, knowing their situations and stuff. So like, I'm starting to think like, damn. I'm making money, but, like, I feel like I'm getting over, like, oh, dang, (laughs) so, you know, it's always something that, and that was, like, a part of, like, the reason why uh, the nonprofit made was making sense, too, it's, like, yeah, I got, we got to give back, like, we got to do stuff for the community, like, you can't be out here making, making money and and not giving back to these people, like, especially the way that I was doing it, I just felt like it was, I ain't gonna say slimy, I just ain't feeling, like, yeah, yeah, like, I feel like, hey, I could have, I really could have got them a better deal, like, yeah, but at the same that's time, like, you, you, you get into there, you got, you have a job, your job is to, is to make money for the deal, make money. Make money for they happy, right, like, they not signing off on no deal that they don't, that they not happy with, at the end of the day, yeah, they buying the car, because they feel like that's what made them happy, and I just knew how to make, get the number where I needed it to be, like, I was, a, I was, could do that, I had an arc in it,
0: that makes sense. No, you're absolutely right.
1: And So, yeah, I put out the book to give like to change the process a little bit, to put the the ball back in the uh, consumer's court a little bit. You know what I mean? If you follow the book, um, I'm also putting out a, a document bundle that will follow the book. So it'll keep everything that I say in the book kind of in line, like almost like a workbook. And, okay. um, yeah, you you get by the time you get done, your car search should be very easy. Like your your everything should go very smoothly so
0: if a person don't want to get swindled they shouldn't go on a car on on a, on a market and buy a vehicle without reading your book right
1: no they need to buy the book yeah mm-hmm. first you need to follow me on twitter that's the first thing because literally it's so much free information on there if you, yeah, just, if you just if you just search my hashtag how to beat the dealer you're gonna find some information like uh-huh. i give out so much information for free that's going that's going first validate me so you're going first be like oh snap you know, this is the stuff I didn't know, and then you gonna say, "Okay, let me read the book." The book you gotta now. The book and the document bundle is separate, so you gotta you gotta get the document bundle with the book, unless you pre-order. Pre-orders is out right now. I don't know when they're gonna hear this episode, but right now I got pre-orders out till September eighteenth. So, no. uh, if that's the case, definitely jump on it, and the document bundle will come with all pre-orders. So, hop on it while you can.
0: Okay, okay, dope, dope, dope. All right, I wanna um. Speaking of your Twitter, you have one. Oh, a lot of your tweets stand out to me, and I'm like, dang, like that one, like that one. I know you'd be like, dang, this girl like all my tweets. <laughs> I'll be retweeting. But um, I actually got to get better with Twitter, man. I just deactivated my Facebook. I was an old head. I like, I felt like Facebook is more like I could put. It's not a I'm not limited to 140 characters and stuff like that. I can get because I can get long-winded. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'll be going and with the with the not Twitter fingers, Facebook fingers. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But uh I do gotta get more active in Twitter because I just think it's a difference in vibes, it's a difference in audience, it's a difference in you no, know, it's not a black wealth Facebook, you know what I'm saying? Well, I'll take that back. There are some groups on Facebook, so I don't want to yeah. take that away from But Facebook. I'm not
1: super active on Facebook, so I get can't talk about, about the I'm
0: noticing, but you had one tweet you was like, it's actually pinned. It's your pinned tweet now. It's like, you said, y'all respect people's pockets more than their character. That's why we'll never see eye to eye. So, wish, I, I, I'm a person that always say, you know, like that Jay Z line, real recognize real, you looking real familiar. Oh, what was that Jay Z? Oh, some rapper. They like real recognize real and you looking familiar, something, something like that. But anyway, tell me a little bit about that tweet. Like, you felt I like.
1: Like I don't like I don't care money. You 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 cannot impress upon me with money. Like mm-hmm. I don't care about I don't care about money. Like, and and it's not that I mean it's it's I don't care about it in a way that other people care about it. My use for money is to to impact like the world. Like I'm not looking at it to to, to I want to go get fly. I want to go like anything that you see that I have is because I really enjoy it. Like I I spend my money on things that I really enjoy. People they probably laugh at me. I don't my clothes don't ever really change because when I buy something, I, I plan to keep it. Like
2: <laughs> you wear
1: it. Yeah, like it's mu- like and I'm gonna wear it multiple times. You go. Right, say,
2: right.
1: Yeah, like, I, I'm sorry, but like that's that's just how I am. I'm you know, regardless of what they say, that's just not what I'm into. So like yeah. I feel like my the way that I look at money is a little bit differently. So like you can't just look at the way the stuff that people got. It's like, what type of person are you? Like, mm. who are you? Like.
0: What do you think that comes from? Like, why do you think people care more about shiny things and superficial? Things it's a, it's a lack
1: of love and support. It's a lack of love and support and mental illness.
2: So, <laughs>
1: not forever. Period. Not, period. That's mental. It's a lack of support, love, and mental illness. Like, people are out here trying to get love from people that they don't even know, because mm. whatever is going on in they in they close situation, it don't feel like the love that they want to feel. Mm. I, I told you, my family is my ride or die. You know, my son, my my daughter, my lady, like
2: mm-hmm. my
1: close knit. I could sit in this house. I could sit in this house forever mm-hmm. if they with me. If you know, if my family is here, I'm I'm cool. Like right, that's how it should be. My I just feel like the people that's around me, they make it like that. And so it's a lot of people that's out here. They see how the rappers get the love. They see how people comment and they like and they. Mm-hmm. This, this social media stuff got people like real like messed up. Yeah,
2: messed up. it's weird. It's
0: weird it's times. Like, no, you're right, though. That's, that's super true. All right, so I want to switch things up and get into some uh, some, some some hoop stuff. You know, I, I love my basketball. I don't know if you know. I'm also an agent. That's why we definitely got to wrap off of this. But you had this tweet when you was like, I don't know if you retweeted somebody or it was from you. And you said, no, you, there's no universe where Vince, I'm talking about Vince Carter, Vince Carter belongs in a convo with D-Wade. You gotta break that don't, one down. Now a lot of people don't. call me. A, most of my friends call me a D Wade hater. You know we are gonna get on that, but you, yeah, you explain I'm, that I'm,
1: one. D, listen, the thing about D Wade. This is what I always say about D Wade.
0: Yeah, I'm about to. I'm about to kill your yeah. argument.
1: Listen, Ooh, let's go. D-Wade wasn't a super polished, like, offensive player. He, uh-huh. But you couldn't stop him from doing what he wanted to do. He was going he was going to get to that right-hand finish. He was going to finish with the left. He was going to shoot in the midi. He was mm-hmm. going to shoot his little fadeaway. You couldn't stop D-Wade from doing what he wanted to do. Where D-Wade really impresses over, over most guards, mm-hmm. same place where Kobe do, same place where Jordan do, is on defense. He ain't no slouch. D-Wade plays D- – D-Wade, in his best – in his heyday, was a defender. He locked in. Mm-hmm. that that stuff is different like that's a different type of player like well,
0: if you want to say Vince if you want to say Dwayne was a better defender than Vince of course that's not right better over,
1: he, he scored more he carried the oh, load yeah, See, that's
0: he, my issue with D-Wade fans right I think a lot of people overrate him because of the accolades because of the three rings but little do people feel people fail to realize or want to admit he's only you, you you're, you're only as great as the people around you he was fortunate enough to get drafted to miami and they made the trade pat Riley and his magic worked his magic made the trade for shaquille o'neal lebron later came and signed you know if he did not have those teammates we would be he would be another trace mcgrady he would be another vince carter but you know it's a, a lot of it like kobe said is luck you know he was fortunate he's played with great hall of fame players he has shown you his lack of ability to get things done in the playoffs without these top tier players. And that's the thing that I take issue with that people never want to admit. You take LeBron away from D Wade. You take Shaq away from D Wade. D Wade is a first round exit. So now we're getting into the Tracy McGrady trajectory type of conversation. So when people say like, he's a better player or all around, you said than Vince Carter, I take exception to that because I don't think he's a better all-around player. He's a better defender, but he wasn't a better shooter. He wasn't a better, I don't think he was a better killer. I think D Wade made his name on one finals run against the, uh, that, that,
1: that rookie year, that rookie year playoffs was serious. That, that's when I knew that D-Wade was it, was the rookie year, when he was going at Baron he, Davis. He, he, wasn't, he, he wasn't
0: rookie of the year. He, he wasn't, wasn't rookie
1: of the year, the but in the playoffs. playoffs, he was he was going ham in those playoffs. D-Wade was, he went. So
0: let me ask you, if they bring that's that team back and he stays with that team for years and years, Karan Butler, Lamar Odom, what does that look like? What's that ceiling? I, I don't know. People?
1: Like, that's the that's the one thing I'll tell you. Like, honestly, I'm not like a big what-if guy because I really don't know. Like we to get past
0: Cleveland like, with Mo Williams, like, and Kobe and
1: Kobe. I just don't know. I, I don't know. I can't really guess. I can't really... But guess.
0: see, we can, though, because we have facts. He has seasons to where he didn't play with these star players and he showed you what he can do.
1: His yeah, needs only go so far by himself. Even, even those years that he was not winning, he was an MVP candidate. the was nasty. Yeah, he was. d was nasty. I, every I don't year.
0: get this d thing. d yeah, Way had a No don't lie.
1: Like, d was must-see basketball. He was. No lie, and, and, and don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Vince Carter was Vince Carter had his time, but soon as he gave, soon as Vince Carter gave up, and it, same thing happened to D Wade. Soon as Vince Carter uh went away from it being like, a, like him him being the man, he yeah. kind of like he kind of lost his way with like. It was
0: his D-Wade. knees that gave out. Same like thing with D Wade. Yeah, yeah,
1: true, true. Not no knocking, but I'm just saying. Like overall, when I'm when I because when I say that statement, like. I don't even necessarily mean as a basketball player, because really, it's only but so many sh- shooting guards in the league that's that that's caliber not, of yeah. player. he's he's that caliber of shooting guard to ever see, play I league. don't
0: know. You have people. You got people that's really in some alternate universe have him ahead of Allen Iverson in terms of shooting guards. True. When it comes to stacking up, you got Jordan, Kobe. AI, you have people saying that D Wade is the better three. Is, is the better, you know, person. Jer-
1: they only person. give him that because of his accolades. That's the only reason why he gets it. And that standpoint. Okay, There's so we nobody- can agree
0: that A- he's not yeah. better than AI. AI.
1: Heck no. Heck okay, no. perfect. AI might be pound for pound the best to ever play. That's my guy. I don't care what nobody say. I love AI. He's the people's champ. I'm, I'm never. Going, I'm never going against AI ever.
0: Cool, cool, cool. So let me ask you. Um. So who, who's your top five in the, in the league right now? Top, what top five look like for you?
1: Uh, I don't got no order on the top five. I, okay. I can't really pick. can oh, you I can't the pick the fifth? Yeah, cause I don't. You know why? I'm gonna tell you. It's that I don't wanna pick the order. Okay,
0: okay. I, Just I, give me your five. It ain't even gotta be in order.
1: All right. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, Bron, KD. You said AD or KD? KD. Okay. Bron, KD, Giannis. Okay. Man, so this is where you get tricky at right here.
0: It gets tricky after three because you got to cut somebody, and you know it.
1: Mm. I'm I'm not putting Kawhi in my top five because I actually like Paul George better than Kawhi, so I'm not going to put him in there.
2: Oh my gosh, me too.
0: We're like the only person, the only people.
1: Yeah, I, I like Paul George better than Kawhi, but uh, then I say yeah. So I said, so now I'm gonna say uh, fourth. I might got to go Steph on fourth. Okay. Just, just even though if he's not the complete player that these other guys is, he, what he does, nobody can stop it. It's just he does it so far better than anybody else. You got to give him respect for that. And sure. so after 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 the chef, I'm going to say – uh. Mm, after the chef, I'm going to say Embiid.
0: Oh, you went off the you went off the uh beaten path there. Yeah, I
1: like Embiid. I like Embiid better than Jokic. I think Embiid should have been the, uh, the MVP last year. Embiid or Chris Paul should have been that. Yeah, I felt like Chris
0: Paul should have been. Yeah, my my four or five is different than yours. I mean, I, I get stuff for, but I got to go hard in number five. Harden got to be in the top.
1: Like, I'm not like a big Harden guy. He like I, what I say about James Harden is he is the best rule manipulator in the NBA's. Ever ever been around. And I'm not mad at him about that. That's what you're supposed to do. It's that's, that's strategy. You know what I mean? If you're using the rules to benefit you, then I ain't gonna be mad at you. He's gonna the man's
0: footwork.
1: It, it, it is skill, it's definitely skill. Well, and I and I know it's it, I'm gonna tell you it's a high skill because I still play in the morning. So like I'll play three days a week. All those double step backs, having your legs to shoot it, and then shoot it from where he's shooting at NBA range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy, it's not man. easy. Yeah, it's definitely not easy. He he he's he's yeah. one of them ones, but he's I feel like he should be better defensively. Like he's big.
0: He's made strides. He's gotten better.
1: He's Gotten better. He's gotten better as a team defender. He's putting in. more but See, effort.
0: here's the thing. You know the, the the defensive thing or the room manipulation is what keeps Harden out of your top five personally. But like. What's interesting, and and I don't think it's just you, I know it's not just you, it's mainstream media too, like, people will highlight his terrible, or not even, I don't think it's terrible anymore, I think he's gotten better, but people will go out their way to highlight his defensive deficiencies, but they have Push forward Steph and like ignore his defense. So, so, they like, oh, he gets an E for effort. He gets I'm, an E for I'm, effort. I'm going to
1: tell you, I'm going to tell you for real, for real. And I only. Because st- really, Steph point. is
0: a worse defender than James. i tell you
1: for real, for real about me. This is the first time you probably, people haven't even ever heard me put Steph in my top five. Because my honest opinion is, how can you be a defensive liability and then be a top player in the league? That to me does Man. not mean top players. Like, yeah. I feel like the top players can impact the, the ball on both can impact the game on both sides of the basketball. Those yeah, are the how you
0: gonna be top, top five and they want to force the switch to draw you as a defender? And I've been on the, I've yeah, been on the, right. the island by myself for the past eight years criticizing stuff about this very thing, and I've been nah, preaching nah, till I'm blowing a phrase and people looking at me like I'm crazy.
1: No, nah, that's real. I just I. Like at this point, after last year, I'm like, damn, you know what? Even, even, even so, I felt like he was giving better effort, but what he was just doing offensively was just I just ain't never. I just felt like, man, that's that's crazy. Like every night, he's, he's the
0: type of player. You know how when we was kids, we used to say, "My offense is my defense." Yeah. He's that, you know, but he's that to the highest extent.
1: Yeah, you know? like whoever's guarding them, they are going to work, so they are going to be tired. Yeah. They're not even going to be a even a no type of threat on offense. They going to be. But tired.
0: see, here's the thing: when Steph is not on. He's a liability on defense, so if he's not hitting offensively, I mean, he's just being a proxy. Like, what really is Steph really? He's all, but
1: nobody's gonna ever think that Steph is off, so he's always gonna get a reaction, which is really all he really needs. Yeah, if, as long as people are running out at his face, he could take one dribble, take mm-hmm. two dribbles, make a dish, or take get an easier shot. Like mm-hmm. he's Steph Curry. He's, he's he's a threat. That's that's really. The, the I was open. the
0: person. Back and I still to this day feel this way, and I probably go to Gray for them this way. I feel like Kyrie Irving is a better player.
1: Overall, he 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 may be. I mean, he may be. He may not just be as good as a a three point shooter, but like yeah. I feel like, and if he's not a if he's not a better player, then he's not. He's they're probably the same, or he's definitely not no far better. Kyrie is one of them ones. Like Ky- when they talk about when they talk about like scoring in the NBA. Everybody yeah. always will say, "Yeah, KD is the best," but Kyrie is the same animal that that KD is.
0: He just and, not six eleven. He's not six eleven. But,
1: but it doesn't even matter because you can't you can't contest the shot. No, yeah, no matter yeah. where he takes a shot from, it's going to be uncontested. One on one, he's 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 yeah. what KD is. He's just you know whatever six four or whatever however tall he is. Six two.
0: Let me ask you this: KD or LeBron, if you could pick?
1: Am I playing in this game or just watching?
0: Just, I mean, just do an eye test, you know, just you're not even playing in the game. You just, you know. I
1: feel like I, feel like I could build a team around either one of them with no problem, like at all. But I think I just love I love the way that I love the way that KD plays. Like okay. don't get wrong. I like LeBron as a like I feel like LeBron should be much more dominant as a score. Like, even though he's one of the, you know, he's one of the top scores. <clears throat> in league history just by just by doing what he does well i just feel like if uh, like jordan averaged 34 35 i feel like lebron should probably could probably average 40 in these leagues i really feel like he should have went for that one year just to this is just show us like yeah, i think that
0: take away from the player that he is though he's such a distributor but he can yeah, see yeah.
1: i know but it's like so easy for him like that's the thing it's like if you have this advantage every single time down the floor and nobody like, i can understand you like but forty, he shoots like sixty percent once he gets like three mm-hmm. steps in from the from the foul line. Yeah. That's true. I feel true. like he could get forty. I feel like he can get forty every <laughs> night.
0: You're right. It would have been nice, you know, 27 year old Brown, probably Miami Brown. That would have been a place to do it.
1: Yep. Yeah. But yeah, he would have had to do it then.
0: Yeah. But it's gonna be interesting. Hopefully we get that Brooklyn Lakers finals in June. You know.
1: I'm hoping that I'm hoping that the Sixers get in the finals. I don't Care about? The, I don't care about the Nets. Okay. Well, I
0: mean, good luck with that Ben Simmons experiment. You know, we'll
1: see. <laughs> but the thing, is, I, the thing is, I like Ben Simmons. I just think that one. I, I honestly, you know, not from from the outside looking in. I don't like how either the media is portraying his the way he's handling his business or the way that he's actually handling his business. But the way that it's being portrayed in the media, I hope that's not how he's handling it. Like I wouldn't be like. I think he just need to just go to work like you know, you,
2: yeah.
1: and that team is good. Like that team really is good. Doc got to figure out, you know, I think I'll tell you what, I think Doc is one of the most overrated coaches to ever be in the game. Like he gets a lot of credit. He gets a lot of credit for, it, and I'm not really sure why.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: it's, it's, you know, with the exception of this year, they, I don't know if they just made some type of initiative, which is great to see, but like, it's hard for me to see to knock a black coach. Cause it's such limited seats that we feel, but like, I think Doc has gotten them. He's been made the scapegoat for the three one lead or the the you know the playoff failures that he's had. You know he can't help that his team I don't think it's a reflection of the coaching. his team has just choked, you know, and he's All been. Those
1: <laughs> He's the common denominator. He, you know can't, I mean?
0: he, he can't go on the floor and play for them, though. He yeah, can't.
1: But, but I'm just kidding. Look at all like all these times these 3-1 leads happen. What is the common denominator? It's not the players because it would be different players from different teams. So it's not the players. They all have one common denominator. It's but
0: but George has always been a choker. And Kawhi has never really been the centerpiece.
1: I mean, Kawhi has two championships.
0: Kawhi has two championships. But it's like... I mean, the San Antonio one, he was not the focal point. The, the, the Toronto one, LeBron had left the East. You know, KD went down, Clay went down. He kind of, it kind of was like timing, you know, right place, right time. Toronto was already right there. And then once the Beast of the East left, it was like, you know, and then you bring in the missing piece of Kawhi. And it's like, yeah, you know, and then Golden State gets unhealthy. So it's like, and then like they only beat Philly by a luck shot, a luck row, You know what I'm saying? So it's far for me to, this Kawhi thing, I don't know people. I don't know if people were just trying to kill LeBron off mainstream media, but like this Kawhi push was like so premature, and I never understood it.
1: not and like, like for real, it was so premature because Kawhi is like supposed to be in his prime. So like all those top defensive uh, right now, I feel like you know he gets steals and stuff, but they give him a lot of credit for defense that he's not even playing just because right. it's, because it's his name. Like Kawhi yeah. is not the defender that he was in san san antonio like he was a he was locked down in san antonio and right even
0: now. in that in the mvp finals year i mean he got he was rewarded mvp and his man brian uh, the guy the guy he was defending lebron averaged what put 35 and 8 on his head you yeah
1: know what I'm I, I, I mean maybe he made it tough for him but like i just <laughs> feel like Ka, 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 Kawhi could be better on defense right now like honestly i feel like paul george is a better defender than him right now at this point in their career like Paul George, like even with the Dallas Mavericks series, they were saying, like, oh, somebody needs to step up, da-da-da. Paul George was the one that was, was guarding him. Paul was George perfect. is a better player. I really know? do. I think he does more with the basketball. Don't get me wrong, Kawhi may get to his spot and be more efficient basketball player. But as far as talent, what somebody can actually do with the basketball, I got I got Paul Paul George is bad
0: dude. Yeah, man.
1: he's he's a bad man. Yeah,
0: a lot of people talk trash about him on playoff P. I know that's the running joke, you know. But at the end of the day, as far as if you know basketball. That man is nice. It's not too many players that's smoother and that's more fundamentally skilled than Paul George. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah,
1: before those... is way more
0: surgical. You know, his whole movement is way more... They're two different players, but, like, I always felt like the Clippers' offense needed to go through Paul George, but... Hey, not
1: it, plays, it, it, it works so much better when it does. Like the, It works so much better when it goes through Paul George. It just flows. You got somebody who's who can break you down off the dribble, but shuffle that ball off. Kawhi can hit the open man from across the field. You load up on a side, double him, try to try to cut off angles to him. He can find open man like that. But Paul George is shifty with it. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Man, and he get to it so effortlessly. You know what I'm saying? He's so fluid with the ball in his hands. It's, it's, it's beautiful basketball. I really enjoy watching uh, Paul George play basketball, I man. really do. So. But, yeah, man, this has been great. You got any – um, gems or nuggets or any things you want to drop, you know, I'm going to close out here. You got any
1: last minute remarks? Nah. So just understand, um, understand the, the, the motto is problem solvers get paid. Understand that it's opportunity out here for you, no matter where you starting at, it's it's not about that. Cause even if, even if you're somebody who started with something, just know you can mess it up too. We done seen it. There's a saying out there too, for, uh for these businesses that get passed down to, the third to the generations they say by the third one the third generation is going to lose it all so like just understand like it's it's not easy out here no matter where you at and you can get it it's opportunity just keep pushing and if you need if there's anything you feel like I can help you with definitely reach out
0: gotcha gotcha that's love also man you know this sport of culture we always talk buckets and music so you know uh and going on right now in music you got certified lover boy by Drake dropping soon and Donda by Kanye West just dropped so I always had this conversation with uh, some of my best friends in terms of Kanye versus Drake. I got it. my one best best friend. She's a huge Drake fan. I'm always telling her like, "Yo, he is nowhere in Kanye's dimension." So I want to ask you this: Kanye or Drake? Who you taking? If we just talking pure rap,
1: mm, I don't, I don't know. Like I'm not like huge fans. Like I I listen to Drake. I listen to Kanye. But like I'm not like even with like I haven't even listened to Kanye's new. Uh, album yet. I'm gonna plan. I I plan on. I won't listen to that until it dies down from everybody else, so I can just listen to it. uh the, Yeah. Know, with no, with no noise. Same like Drake is is. I guess about to drop too. But I'm not. You know, it come out. I will wait till it dies down. But only. I'm really just looking forward to Meek. I'm a I'm I'm a Meek fan. So when okay. Meek drops, when you Meek that. drops, that's what I be. That's what we we'll be playing. Is
0: he dropping soon? It's been a while. I,
1: mean, I just feel like he gotta be. He putting out a lot of music right now.
0: So yeah, that's yeah. That's I like
1: yeah that's that's my that's my boy
0: that's what's up all right terrence man this has been great um i appreciate you guys make sure you follow him you can find him at what is it legends underscore dad one Yep. all right make sure you follow him on twitter and um i am tay jordan this has been another episode the return episode of for the culture podcast and uh peace and love